With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're you were quick on the trigger there, Smitty. Powered by your friends at Herdad Sports, Elijah Herbel. And I'm Chris Schmidt. Thanks for spending time. We'll get to all your comments we can in the stream yard and can find us on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Watch the show or hear us across the Hale Varsity Radio Network. Evan Bland with us from the Omaha World Herald at Evan Bland, O-W-H. We'll spend some time with him talking Big Red. Thoughts on Michigan State and Urban Meyer. Thoughts on Harbaugh from from Joel Klatt and his future in Michigan. We say hi to Evan. Evan, what's shaking, man? Are you at least out on the back patio enjoying the sunshine, enjoying this <laughs> top five day, or are you hunkered down at the uh, sports desk? Uh, well, I put in my time, I think, and so, yeah, I've been out a little bit. I know we had our quarter zip conversation last week, but we're getting – we're inching ever closer to that. This feels like really the kind of the first, uh, you know, first real feeling of fall today. It is awesome. It's we should be on the golf course figuring out a way to do a show remotely from said golf course while we talk and putt for dough. Uh, <laughs> we are not, but it will be full quarter zip at the Herdat Sports Bar for me on Friday. I'm calling my shot already, Elijah. Unless you want to twin it, that's that's fine. The topic of energy. Evan, do you worry about that for Nebraska on Friday night? Well, I, you know, I asked Matt Rule about that today because I was curious, kind of his his take on that. Because you think about, okay, they they play at Minnesota, they play at Colorado, and those were raucous, hostile environments that affected the offense and 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 whatever else. And then you come home for three games, and you've got the sea of red as it typically is. So like. I'm I'm curious how where, where that comes from and, and how they are able to sort of conjure up their own vigor for this thing in Illinois because you think about uh, really the the comparison to me is the 2017 game which was also on a Friday night which was also two uh, teams in Illinois and Nebraska that were struggling at the time and you had like 43,000 people there and there were I remember there were upper deck sections there were like one or two people would would have an entire section to themselves. And so, you know, what does that look like? And, and Matt Rule said, you know, he cited some wisdom from Andy Reid from when they were sharing a stadium in Philadelphia and he was at Temple about how that's one characteristic of a great team is they're able to uh, create their own energy. And, and, and again, that's not necessarily when it's just in a hostile environment, but maybe it's in a flat environment. And I think that's a possibility. He said they, you know, they simulate that. Uh, they, they even to the point of like, how do you come off of a weather delay um, with some 
uh, bounce to your step. And, and he would, and he has said that that weather delay against Louisiana tech a couple of weeks ago, he wasn't happy with how they finished that. And so when you sort of look at all these little, um, you know, little mile markers about how the team has come along through this year, I think that's an interesting one to look at is, okay, maybe it's flat. Maybe you fall behind by a touchdown early or whatever. Maybe things don't go perfectly off the jump. So how do you guys as players on the sideline sort of uh, fight through that and, and, and maybe rise up even when those situations occur? So I don't know that we know the answer to how they'll respond, but we do know that's been a focus and something they've been working on trying to improve. It's Evan Bland with us here from the Omaha World Herald Hale Varsity Radio. And Evan, to flip it around, Illinois, they, they have to bring their own juice on Friday night as well. It hasn't been the season that a lot of people forecasted for them, a bit down following that fantastic season last year. What kind of motivation are they going to have on Friday night? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I think when you look at, I mean, these are two teams that have been uh, disappointed in the starts that they've had, but I think Illinois even more so, right? I mean, you think about the jump that they took last year you win eight games it really kind of felt like maybe that would be the jumping off point in the Brett Bielema era about uh you know a tough defense and a a sort of a ground and pound offense and we really haven't seen much of any of that I mean Luke Altmaier's come in nobody has more than than the seven interceptions he's thrown to this point uh you know to me one of the most confusing parts about why Illinois has been so bad has been the defensive line because they've got a couple of guys uh, who are going to be future NFL players who were all Big Ten picks last year, who were preseason all Big Ten guys, and it just hasn't, for whatever reason, shown up. And maybe maybe they're missing Ryan Walters, um, you know, their, their old D.C. who's now at Purdue, more than they would have anticipated. Um, but it's it's a group that, you know, this week in year three under Bielema, he's getting questions about what's the – identity of this offense you know what 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 are you trying to do um and that's that's obviously not what you want and so uh, even just coming off at this last week yeah nebraska uh was humbled heavily by michigan but so was illinois against a purdue team that i don't think anybody saw that thing coming so as sort of uh, tough of a headspace as nebraska has been in i think coming off of that michigan game you could say illinois even more so is sort of scuffling figuring out what it is, um, you know, again, with a lot higher expectations for this season than what Nebraska had coming in. What do you think Nebraska's plan will be on offense, given that Illinois has those difference makers on the interior? What are you putting together if you're Satterfield, and what are you looking at with with the quarterback situation? I mean, I think my – Thoughts gonna, is is that it's going to be more of what we've seen the last few weeks. I, I don't know why you'd go away from Heinrich Harburg on a short week like this. I mean, again, as as frustrating as that Michigan game was last weekend, like I don't know that Harburg played poorly or was like the reason why things got away. So I think you see more of him. Uh, you make Illinois defend the quarterback run game, which they haven't had to do, I don't believe, since their opener. Uh, and so I think that's probably where you start. I mean, those those two uh, you know linemen that they have in, in Newton and Randolph, those are have tended to be interior guys. So maybe you run a little bit more around the edge. Um, you know, you, you get a little creative there, some some swing passes, things of that nature. But again, like teams have been able to run on Illinois despite that. And to me, that suggests that 
their scheme isn't quite where they want it to be. The guys aren't maybe on the same page, so they don't know what they uh, are, are trying to do on a down by down or drive by drive sort of basis. So, uh, you know, I, I think if you're Nebraska, you, you run the option as you have been. You pick your spots with play action to go to go deep and to maybe catch the defense uh, off guard, and then you hope, you know, again that you can figure things out just a little bit better than an Illinois team that in most metrics has struggled just as much as Nebraska. Evan, let's, uh, let's look at the, the bigger picture here with Friday night's game. What would a win on Friday night mean to you in the grand scheme of, of Nebraska season? And on the flip side, what would a loss mean to you? If Nebraska can't get it done on Friday night against Illinois, what would that mean in the grand scheme of Nebraska season? Well, I think a win, I mean, it takes you into the into the the bye week with certainly some optimism. You look at the second half of the schedule, and, like, there's no Michigans on that schedule right now. I mean, you know, maybe Maryland will be ranked by the time Nebraska plays them. Who knows? But there's there's no team that you look at and say, hey, there's, there's no chance. But there's also no team in that second half uh, part of the schedule that you look at and say, uh, that's, a, that's a win. You know, they've got that handled. Like, even Northwestern, I think is is shown to be a tougher out than maybe was projected a month ago. So I think you know Illinois of that group of these final seven games, in my opinion, is the most ripe um, for beating. Like just how they've struggled, uh, just the the lack of momentum that they have right now. Like that's a team on a Friday night. It's not a hostile environment. You should be able to to beat those guys, and if you do. And yeah, I think it, it it ratchets up the intrigue for what Purdue would look like, what Northwestern would look like, what Michigan State would look like. If you don't, if you if you lose to Illinois and you can't get the run game going, and you know they're able to run on you, then like I, I don't know, like it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be uphill. I think the rest of the year, especially on the offensive side, like I think the defense uh, will show up. Uh, you know, I, I feel like their last couple weeks have been sort of a, an aberration, maybe sort of a. Uh, of a byproduct of who they're playing um, it, it just because of how Louisiana Tech and Michigan ran their offenses. But, you know, if the offense struggles to score, you know, 10, 15 points, if they get shut out again in the first half, like to me, that's that's the big red flag that says, how are you going to generate enough offense to be competitive in the second half? So certainly from a perspective standpoint, this is a really interesting game because, again, on paper, like these two teams – are, are sort of mirror images of each other. It's sort of the Spider-Man meme, right, of the guy, of the, of the, <laughs> the Spider-Man guys pointing at each other. So I think if you can pull that thing out, uh, you're in the mix in that second half in a really bad Big Ten West. If you don't, uh, you're going to have to work hard to, to conjure up some optimism for the second half. Evan Bland is joining us, Omaha World. Harold can find him, Omaha.com, and, and follow him at Evan Bland OWH, talking Nebraska and Illinois, what about the the feedback you've gotten and the good folks at the World Herald from the, the fan base right now? Frustration level is what out of 10? And uh, kind of couple that with the, the patience part of things. Uh, are, are things teetering right now with, uh, with Nebraska fans still caring enough to invest? Yeah, it's a great question. It's and it, I mean, it's high. I think the frustration level, yeah, is is you know eight something like that. I think you know you, you understand intellectually that this was going to be a tough year. That this is year one of a of a Matt Rule rebuild. That they didn't have the talent on the roster and all the rest. But you still have to sort of have it 
shoved in your face every week. And and I think that was the the biggest thing from the Michigan game last week was there was no sort of silver lining that you could look at and say, okay, well, you know, they're, they're coming along in this area or they, they were competitive until the third quarter. Like there was none of that, right? Like they, they fell behind early. Uh, it wasn't close the rest of the way. And so it does, it sort of puts, uh, it, it sort of shoves in your face this reality that it is um, a rebuild. And that's, that's kind of where things are. And you're in this weird place where the fan base has baggage from previous coaching staffs about, process and about culture um and, and you kind of counter that with with matt rule who's done it elsewhere and this is still just his you know upcoming sixth game uh in lincoln as, as they it looks to flip the roster and flip the culture and everything else so like i totally can understand where fans are coming from where the the impatience is coming from where sort of there's this cynicism that you know we've heard this before uh, but at the same time, like that's just sort of the reality of the of the situation is is you got to build this thing right, and it's it's a total tear down and and build up and um, you know it's sort of like I suppose South Stadium South Stadium and Memorial Stadium where um, you're you're not going to get that thing where you want it in a year, maybe even two years, and so we'll see if that plays out that way for Nebraska, but. Uh, you know, if you're a fan, I mean, those are sort of your options. Are you, you know, you, you kind of lean into it and, um, you know, suffer through some of these weeks that, that Nebraska's played out? Or, you know, I, I think it, we, you couldn't be blamed for checking out for a while and, um, you know, checking in on Saturdays and maybe next season and see what kind of progress you made. But there's no doubt. It's, it's frustrating. Uh, but, you know, again, like the, there's really no recourse other than to let Matt Rule do what he's done elsewhere and, and hope that it can lead to some results. Evan, is there anything that Matt Rule and this football team can show you in the month of October that'll that'll show you that this rebuild is moving in the right direction? Yeah, I mean I think it's small stuff, right? Like that's that's the other kind of weird part about where we are in this season is, you know, again, especially if you lose to Illinois, like the the fun big picture goals are all uh, you know, on life support in terms of a bowl game and uh, having a winning record and, and being in, the, in contention in the West. But, like, you know, again, if you, if you follow it closely, I do think there have been signs that things are sort of coming along. Like, uh, you know, Matt Rule talked today about the defensive line, and, and that's a group that's going to be really good, I think, in a year or two. When you, when you talk about Prince Will, Uman Mielin, and Riley Van Poppel, and Vincent Carroll Jackson, like, there are guys that they're really optimistic about behind the scenes at that position. He talked about wide receiver. I think that's another obvious spot where you've got half a dozen half a dozen scholarship guys who figure to be playmakers down the road. Um, and you're still setting the culture, and you're still sort of finding that toughness on the lines and, and figuring out all the little things. So I think that's kind of where you have to start. Is yeah, by the end of the season, you know, maybe they're six and six, maybe they're five and seven, whatever. Uh, but you have to, at this point, I think, look at the little battles, look at the, the individual player developments, look at the uh, position by position and maybe how far that it's come uh, over the course of this season, and then you, you build on that. Because, uh, you know, I think, again, if you're just focused on the big picture stuff, if you're, if you're casually following the team, this looks like more of the same. Uh, I, I think it comes down to some of those details that you have to look at uh, to be optimistic about where this thing's moving in the future. Evan, about 30 seconds, do you see more snaps by the younger kids against Illinois on the defensive line? 
Um, yeah. I mean, Prince Will has gotten about a dozen a game. You, you figure that'll continue. Um, Van Poppel, he had a close to 30 against Michigan and, and Rule pointed him out and saying, you know, he wasn't knocked back at all against the Wolverines. So I think you see him as well. Cam Lenhart uh, is back uh, or will be back, Rule said too. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a deep group. It's a group that, um, you know, that obviously that's one of the most important positions on a football team. And I do think the depth that they continue to show there will pay dividends as you get deeper into October and November. Evan Bland with us, Omaha World. Harold, Evan, have a good trip to Champaign. And always love talking some ball with you. Thanks for a few minutes today. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. There he is. All right, Evan Bland. Uh, joining us and can follow him on Twitter at Evan Bland OWH. But you know what? I'm kind of getting geared up for for Friday night. I'm excited to be on the road with you, Elijah. It's a road show Friday at the Hurt at Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. So check us out there on the road if you're uh, up that direction. We'll get uh, some Big Ten thoughts, some news maybe being made here uh, as we get towards the end of November with uh, the Big Ten.